Good morning and welcome to Apple A Day, Lake Region Healthcare's health and wellness show where we feature news and information you can use to live a healthier life. I'm Katie Johnson, your host, and my guest today is Dr. Stephen Schmid. He's one of the podiatrists on staff here at Lake Region Healthcare's main clinic, working closely with our orthopedics and sports medicine team, and of course, focusing on podiatry issues of the, the foot and ankle. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Schmid. Thank you for having me. So we are going to talk about just some common foot problems. Considering how much weight the, the foot bears, it obviously is prone to injury and some common foot problems that when they happen, really are central to our whole being because it's such an important part of, uh, you know, every step we take, the, the foot becomes involved. So thanks for taking some time today. We're just going to kind of give you a quiz on how do we spot it? How do we prevent it? How do we treat it on some common uh, foot ailments? And uh, maybe go in alphabetical order. So let's start with athlete's foot. Not just for athletes. No, certainly not. No, just about anybody can get athlete's foot. Um, athlete's foot's actually caused by a, a fungal infection. Typically happens between the toes, but oftentimes uh, you get it on the bottom of your foot as well. The, the, the fungi really uh, like these humid conditions. So I uh, pick them up in lots of places like public showers, locker rooms. Uh, a lot of times they're kind of in your, you know, they hang out in your shoes and um, even in, in your socks if you don't uh, wash them. Mm -hmm. So um, one way to spot it, a lot of times it looks like kind of dry peeling skin. Oftentimes people are putting moisturizing cream on their skin and it doesn't seem to get any better. Mm -hmm. um, peeling between the toes is usually a sign that it's an athlete's foot. Um, things that you can do to kind of, to, to, um, Treat it, uh, or I'm sorry, prevent it. Uh, certainly, if you change your socks often, anytime you're sweating quite a bit and your shoes, your socks are, are moist, that's a perfect environment for mm -hmm. that th the fungus to thrive. Um, after you're done bathing, make sure you dry your feet and your toes very well. Um, and if you do use public showers or locker rooms, make sure you have a pair of dedicated uh, sandals or something to mm -hmm. wear in the shower so that foot is not in contact with that with the tile floors. Um, Typical first-line treatments for an athlete's foot usually are antifungal sprays, powders, or creams. You know, a lot of times you can find this counter in most pharmacies. They have a foot care section. <clears throat> the antifungal creams are best put on the bottom of the foot. If you have what you think is an athlete's foot between the toes, you don't want it to stay too moist between mm -hmm. there, so a powder is better or an antifungal spray is, is best. Perfect. So next up, bunions. People have maybe seen some of our advertising uh, telling about a fantastic story about uh, a patient of ours who climbed Mount Kilimanjaro after having a bunion removed. These can be extremely painful, uh, but can be treated. Yeah, certainly. You know, uh, for, for those of you who don't know, a bunion is... Uh, if if you have basically like a hard, painful bump at the base of the big toe towards the inside of the foot, um, a lot of times the big toe will start to drift over and push into the to the second toe right next to it. Um, and it's often caused by uh, uh, tight-fitting shoes that kind of force the toes to bend uh, inward. Uh, there's also a very strong genetic component to mm. it. So if mom, grandma, or somebody in the, in the family has them, there's a, there's a chance that you might develop them over time. And typically, we really start to notice them uh, it, between your 40s to your 60s is when people uh, typically come in and complain of pain. Mm. Um, ways that you can kind of prevent this from happening, or at least from getting worse, is to wear shoes that have a wide and a deep toe box. The toe box is where your foot fits into the shoe. Um, you want to just have a little bit of a wider toe box to help prevent that big toe from getting pushed over. Most shoes these days are not 
design for the anatomic nature of the foot. It's more mm -hmm. for uh, for style. Uh, the other thing it can do is avoid heels that are higher than about two inches in height. Um, so if you do have that that kind of painful swelling or that tenderness near the joint, um, right at the inside of the big toe joint, likely you do have a bunion. Um, there are there are a lot of over the counter type of treatments for these. Usually they're uh, different pads. Um, different uh, different ways that you can kind of prevent that from rubbing on the inside of your shoe. I'd recommend a non-medicated bunion pad, um, but uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, the shoe selection is probably the most important treatment for this uh, conservatively. Many times, though, um, conservative treatment isn't quite enough, um, and if you do have a painful bunion and it's something that uh, we try conservative treatment is not helping, there are some options to fix them. It is, it is a structural deformity, and there are a number of different ways to fix a bunion, and some of them are, are one option that I, I do offer here is a minimally invasive bunionectomy where literally the incision is one or two stitches. Um, you're able to walk on it that same day. Um, you're hopefully in a shoe within four weeks, um, and people tend to do very well. In fact, we had a, a younger gal who uh, we're doing a marketing campaign with now who I did that minimally invasive approach, and she was up and uh, active on it pretty quickly. Yeah, that was really an impressive story. Next one is one I'm a little bit concerned about for myself, uh, hammer toe. Yeah, so hammer toe is... Uh, you know, it usually happens on the on the little toes, and it happens when the toe starts to kind of curl up and back. Uh, usually, this happens because of basically a, a mechanical imbalance of the toe. There are a lot of tendons that runs to toes run into the toes, and if, for example, you have a flat foot or you just have a slightly off positioning of the foot, it gives a mechanical an advantage to one set of tendons over the other, so the toe will start to contract over mm -hmm. time. Typical first-line treatment for a hammer toe, um, a lot of times, again, and this seems to be a common theme on this on this uh, talk, is finding shoes with a little bit of a wider and a deeper toe box to mm -hmm. accommodate for the toes. There are also a number, again, of, of pads um, and splints that can be worn, a lot of them over-the-counter type stuff. I do dispense a few of them in the office here uh, to help either straighten out the toe or pad the toe so that it doesn't abnormally rub in the shoe. Um, if those don't work, there are ways to to straighten out the toes surgically, and it's a it's a minor procedure that mm -hmm. uh, you you are up and walking on that foot that same day, um, and just takes a couple weeks to heal. Yeah, based on this, I think we might have to do a, sh a show on finding a good shoe fit because uh, that sounds very important. Uh, ingrown toenails, another common foot problem, pretty easy to uh, spot. I think with that tenderness where the uh, uh, nail meets the the skin of the toe, but um, how do we prevent and treat those? Well, yeah, again, usually ingrown toenails, it's pain along the side border of the nails. Usually it happens in the big toenails. A lot of times you might notice some swelling and redness, uh, even maybe some drainage coming out of there, redness, signs of infection. You know, ways to prevent you from getting these, uh, usually it's about uh, trimming your toenails straight across, uh, no shorter than the, the top of the toes. Um, avoid kind of rounding off your toenails when you cut them. A lot of times what will happen is that you'll cut the nail, but you'll miss a little piece of the corner, and mm -hmm. that spike kind of gets caught in there, and the nail becomes ingrown because of that. Um, so you want to make sure you cut them straight across. Wear shoes that are not too tight-fitting. Um, that rubbing of the shoe can cause that nail to become ingrown. Ways that we treat this, you know, oftentimes I have patients that come in and have done uh you know, bathroom surgery um, <laughs> typically doesn't go too well, yeah. and um, 
you know, if you do get an ingrown toenail and it's it's causing you pain, certainly come in and, and have it uh, addressed. And a lot of times we do remove it here in the mm-hmm. office. I, I numb up the toe. It's after that you don't have any pain. Um, and oftentimes I get patients that'll come in who say, I should have had this done months ago. Yeah. And they, there's more anxiety over it than I think there should be. Um, but people tend to recover very well from it. Very easily treated. Plantar fasciitis, it's a kind of a a big medical term, but a common problem affecting the heel of the foot, as I understand it. Yeah, so this is a really common problem. I see several of these a day, every day. Oh, um, it's basically the, the plantar fascia is a ligament that connects on the bottom of the heel bone and runs along the whole bottom or the arch of the foot. And people will get a small tearing of this ligament, and it could be from wearing a bad pair of shoes, working on hardwood or concrete surfaces all day. And actually a tight Achilles tendon uh, leads to this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very painful. It's like a sharp pain on the bottom of the heel. Most of the time people have pain upon first getting out of bed in the morning or standing after periods of sitting, usually gets a little bit better when they've walked on it for a few minutes, but gets worse as the day goes on with activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, ways that you can kind of prevent this from happening, um, wearing a supportive shoe. A lot of times a poor fitting pair of shoes will, will lead to this. Something with a kind of a firm, what we call heel counter, the part of the shoe that goes around the back of the heel, and something not too flimsy. Finding a good arch support can also be helpful. Um, not those really kind of arch those foot cushions that you find in the store, but something that actually has a firm arch to it. And then certainly icing, taking an anti-inflammatory like ibuprofen, and doing some stretching exercises, the Achilles tendon can can all help with this. And certainly if you're trying those and you're still having pain, um, there are plenty of things that we can do in the office here to make that feel better. Mm. Uh, This one makes me cringe a little when I see it. Uh, Toenail fungus. Yeah, so toenail fungus is another really common thing that we see, um, and especially as you, you start to become a little bit more elderly or if you have any other medical problems, a lot of times that'll kind of predispense you to getting a toenail fungus. Um, really, the good ways to spot this, yet nails are kind of yellow, thick. Sometimes you get this like gets brittle, you get this debris that forms underneath the nail. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it can happen to one nail, it can happen to multiple. It takes usually a while for it to spread to all the toes. Mm-hmm. Um, ways you can kind of prevent this from happening, you know, certainly you want to change your shoes and your socks regularly. Again, that fungus loves to hang out in that kind of warm, wet environment. So you want to try to keep your feet dry. Sometimes uh, putting a, a foot powder on will also help with this. Again, wearing uh, sandals and showers, in public showers, I should say. And if you do get pedicures, make sure that it's at a licensed salon that uses sanitary practices. So they should be sterilizing their instruments between every person that they use, including the foot bath that they soak your your feet in, because that's a really common place to spread that fungus. If you do feel like you have a, a toenail fungus, there are some over-the-counter type medications that you can apply. They're topical medications you put on the nail. Um, you know, quite honestly, they're not terribly effective, especially if the nails get very thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's a good first-line option. There are other options of treating a toenail fungus, and there is an oral medication that does a very good job of it that I that I often prescribe. But mm-hmm. if you feel that the uh, over-the-counter stuff is not helping, you know, certainly come in and we can take a look. Perfect. And finally, warts, a common problem anywhere on the body and and anywhere on the foot, particularly when they're on the bottom of the foot, though, we see plantar warts, too. 
Yeah, and, and plantar warts are another pretty common problem that I see. Um, it's caused by a virus. The virus is in the environment. It's in public showers. It's it's in the soil. You can pick it up lots of places. And some people are, I think, genetically predisposed to getting these more so than others. But they can spread. And so, you know, if you do have warts, you want to make sure that you clean out your shower with bleach and take a couple uh, preventative measures so that you're not spreading those to other members of your family. The other, the other thing is certainly keeping your feet dry, preventing it from kind of cracking open, and um, and that's that's how that virus gets into the skin. A lot of people will mistake warts as as calluses, um, but they are kind of uh, kind of looks like a callus, but you have uh, skin lines on the bottom of your feet like you do for fingerprints, and oftentimes those skin lines don't run through a wart, but they will run through a callus. So that's one good mm -hmm. way to determine the difference. And so usually if you have a wart, there are over-the-counter medications usually an acid-based medication. There are a couple medications that freeze the wart. Um, they can sometimes be effective, so that's a good first-line option. Also, applying a small piece of duct tape right over the wart. Duct tape is very occlusive, and it actually cuts off the oxygen to the surface of that wart. You just mm. want to make sure that that duct tape is about the size of the wart and not too much larger. Mm. But if, uh, if you feel like these are not helping, there are a number of ways that we do address this in the office. They are very difficult to treat uh, on your own and even, even with professional help, but we, we usually get rid of them pretty quickly. Well, this is great information about a lot of common uh, foot problems. Anything else you want our listeners to know about, about any of the things we've talked about here or foot health in general? Well, I think it's important to know that uh, foot pain is not normal. Some people think, oh, I, you know, I, I just have pain and that's how it is. And usually if you have pain in your foot, there is a way to treat that. And you said it early, Katie, that, you know, when when your feet hurt, um, your whole body hurts. Right. And I hear that very commonly with my patients. So if you do have foot pain, it's not normal. Uh, and, and know that there's likely a treatment to help fix that. And we're certainly very fortunate to have a team of podiatrists here at Lake Region Healthcare. Dr. Steve Schmidt and Dr. Naomi Schmidt working within the orthopedics and sports medicine department here right on the first floor of the main clinic in Fergus Falls. Thanks for sharing your time and your expertise with us and for helping so many people with their foot problems. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Dr. Steve Schmidt and Katie Johnson on Apple A Day today reminding you there is so much to do here. Stay healthy for it. Have a great day.